It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, local experts on the biggest stories. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network, episode 419. My name's Sam Ekstrom, at Sam Ekstrom on Twitter, covering the Vikings at zonecoverage.com. You can become a member of Zone Coverage for as little as $2.99 per month for all the premium content. Get behind that paywall and get the best Vikings, Twins, Timberwolves, Wild, Gophers content around Zone Coverage. Tomorrow is OTA day for the media, at least. I think they've started already at TCO Performance Center, but the Vikings opening it up to reporters tomorrow, and we'll get our first look at maybe not the full team, but a large assembly of the team. Remember, these are non-mandatory, but it's reached a point where if you're not there, you're getting behind behind schedule. Obviously, if you're a fringe player at all and you're healthy, you need to be there. If you're new to the team, you probably have to be there. And that's your, your Kirk Cousins's, your Sheldon Richardson's. Really, the only people who have an excuse not to be there are probably the older, longtime Vikings veterans. But in the past, those have been the guys that have showed up. The Everson Griffins, the Brian Robinsons, the Kyle Rudolphs. The Vikings have had incredible attendance at these events I know Mike Zimmer encourages the attendance and we should see most of the team tomorrow and see a pretty realistic Vikings practice tomorrow afternoon so I'm looking forward to that and here's what I'm looking for and that's what this show is going to be built around this is what I want to see at Vikings OTAs I want to see how everyone's health is Nick Easton had that ankle surgery it sounds like he's not going to be a full participant Dalvin Cook They say he's ahead of schedule, but he's probably still going to be limited. Does that mean he's wearing pads? Does he have a helmet on? Is he going through warm-up drills at least? Maybe taking some mock handoffs. How is he cutting? I want to see how Dalvin Cook's knee looks. What kind of brace is he wearing on that left knee? Is it a sleeve? Is it a big, bulky, length-of-the-leg brace thing? This is what interests me. Kyle Rudolph. He dealt with that foot slash ankle, you know, at the end of last year, and it really hurt his effectiveness, and he had surgery on it. How's he looking? Is he going to be full go? I'm guessing he's probably limited as well. They're not going to take any chances with some of these fringe injury guys. I know during Vikings workouts, Mackenzie Alexander walked off the field during a wind sprint. I don't know. It might have been nothing. might have been just a little twinge. might have been better the next day, but I want to make sure he's all right. You know, they're just... This is really the first time where you get to see whether or not guys that have been hurt are getting better. And this is also when you find out about some surprise injuries. Maybe there was an injury you didn't know about. We probably aren't going to see Devontae Downs, the the rookie seventh-round pick. He's got that knee injury from his college season. And that's where you get opportunities for other players. When you don't have, let's, let's say, Mac Alexander's not at the practice 
That's a chance for Mike Hughes to step up and say, hey, I can take this guy's snaps. No Dalvin Cook. Okay, obviously Dalvin's not going to be replaced, but there's a chance for Rock Thomas or Mike Boone, somebody to step up and show what they have in an attempt to win that third running back job. So I'm watching for health at Vikings OTAs. What else am I watching for? Offensive line rotations. The Vikings have some decisions to make, and they're going to exhaust all of the possible permutations. Where does Brian O'Neill fit in right away? Is he starting at right tackle with the first team? Are they moving Mike Remmers to guard immediately? Which guard spot do they prefer Remmers at? Seems like right guard would make the most sense because he's a right tackle. He knows what the right tackle's doing. He's used to the footwork and the handwork on the right side. And especially filling that Joe Berger void, I would think Remmers would play right guard. Would they consider moving him to left and east and to right? That's yet to be foreseen. If not Brian O'Neill at right tackle, is it Rashad Hill? Is Nick Easton even healthy right now? Who fills in at guard with Nick Easton potentially out? Is it Isadora? Is it Gossett? Is it Tom Compton? Typically, the Vikings elevate veterans early on in the offseason process, meaning that they're not going to put young players in first-team positions right away. Even if they believe they can eventually take that job, they're not going to give it to them right away. For instance, when it was Elfline versus Easton at center, you know, it was Easton who appeared to be winning that job for a couple months. But then late in training camp, it was Elfline who took the late lead. Veterans, you know, like Dayton Jones would get a lot of get a lot of first or second team snaps early on, but then got demoted later. Alex Boone was with the first team. Basically all last training camp, then boom, he's gone. So expect don't expect to see any surprise rookies suddenly playing with the ones. That's just not how the Vikings operate. And you know, on a greater level, beyond offensive line, I just want to see where, where guys are playing. Have they converted anybody? Hercules Mata'afa, that intriguing defensive tackle they took out of Washington State. Is he going to be playing outside linebacker? Maybe some Mike? Maybe some edge rusher? Where do the Vikings prefer him? Where's Mike Hughes playing? Is he playing in the slot? Is he playing outside? I think the Vikings like to cross-train their corners. Trey Waynes, when he was a rookie, was playing in the nickel during OTAs. And I think everybody wrote the stories then, is Trey Waynes the new nickel corner? Is Captain Munderland in trouble? Well, no, that's just a way of teaching the players about the game. Put them in different positions. Mike Zimmer wants everybody to know what everybody else is doing. And that starts with, if you're an outside corner, you need to know what the inside corner is doing, and vice versa. So I would not be shocked to see Hughes inside. I'm just not convinced that's his permanent role. I'm going to be looking at rookie Jalen Holmes. Where's he playing? He's got inside-outside flexibility on the defensive line, but it seems to me like he's more of an inside pass rusher, three technique playing next to Linvald Joseph, playing next to maybe David Perry. The Vikings signed a former starter, by the way, in David Perry. I don't think we covered that on this show. Perry is another reclamation project. He started two years with the Colts, albeit on some pretty bad Colts teams, but a starter nonetheless. An Iowa native who went to Stanford got in some pretty deep trouble with the law with Indianapolis, and it led to the decline of his 
career. He was released from Indianapolis, latched on with the Saints, didn't last there, and signed by the Vikings last week for some defensive line depth. What was his legal issue? He partied a little too hard, drank way too much, stole a golf cart, and drove it drunk and illegally, got pulled over, was belligerent, harassed police officers, resisted arrest, bad stuff. One very, very bad night for David Perry that likely cost him that Colts job and now has him trying to find a new home. But that's a candidate to add some defensive line depth for the Vikings. Hi, this is David Locke, the CEO of the Lockdown Podcast Network. In this crazy, unprecedented, and unnerving time, I know we're all living our lives a little differently. I thought we had some of our sponsors over the time that might be able to help you out. So we've reached out to them to get you specific offers. Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for their first seven days. Start your free deliveries, download the Postmates app, and use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA. Anxiety, stress, need something to calm yourself down? The Calm app is available for you. 40% off to our listeners at calm.com slash LOCKEDONNBA. Stuck at home, want fitness? Echelon Fit has been a sponsor of ours. And you can go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. And if you're looking to add some new knowledge and get a little smarter in your free time, Masterclass, or at least your time at home, masterclass.com slash P-E-R is offering 15% off. If you missed any of those, go to lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. That's lockdownpodcast.com slash offers. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lockdown Podcast Network. We hope to be here for you to give you a relief and a respite from all the other news. And thanks very much. Be safe and practice your social distancing. So, number one, looking at people's health. Number two, looking at where they're playing. Number three, I'm watching the coaches. This is a fun time of year when reporters have full practice access. And I know there's no Mankato anymore, so we might be a little restricted this year. But in Mankato, you know, during training camp, you could get on the sideline basically 15 feet away from where they're running warm-up drills. And you could hear the coaches shouting instruction, speaking. It's incredible access. Usually the wide receivers would practice right by the sideline for those toe-tap catches. I would listen to Daryl Hazel. The offensive line would be doing their drills with that big uh, blocking machine at the end of the field. I would go stand by Tony Sperano, listen to what the coaches are saying. And this is a terrific time to take in that flavor when you have full practice access. So I'm watching the coaches. I'm watching to see if Mike Zimmer is tough on these kids. Is he showing them, is he giving them the NFL wake-up call? This is what it's really like in the league. you got to be precise. Or does he give the softer approach right away? It was jarring the first time we saw Mike Zimmer really get worked up in a practice. None of us really knew back in 2014 what we were going to get. You know, he was kind of this hard-nosed defensive coordinator. Was he going to take a more placid approach as a head coach? And the answer was quickly, Apparent, no, he he was getting into people. Now, Zimmer is always a little more relaxed, I think, in the summer months. The season wears on him. He gets tired out from the grind, from the stress, from the scrutiny. This is a good time of year for Zimmer. It's a good time to catch him in a good mood. So if you see him get riled up, that means something really irked him. Something really pushed his buttons. How are the coaches going to be treating this team? A team that 
by all accounts, should make a Super Bowl run, a team that came so close last year. Does Mike Zimmer crack the whip even harder this season? Is he driving them from the start? Or does he not want to put too much pressure on this team right away? I think it's it's important to realize that every team is different. Every season is different. The league changes. The players change. And the ball bounces in different ways. You can have a better team on paper and lose more games. That's just the way it works. Does Mike Zimmer feel like progress can be linear? Can they reach that next step this year with a few key additions? Or does he take the slow play approach? We're going to try to psychoanalyze him. How is he acting? And we got to take what we can get. We only get three days of OTAs. We get this Wednesday, the following Wednesday, and then I think the next Thursday we get OTA access and then the full mandatory minicamp in June. So six open Vikings practices over the next month, and we'll have plenty of content for you on Locked on Vikings. By the way, I started my position battle preview at zonecoverage.com, breaking down every position on the Vikings, taking a stab at who makes the team, who doesn't make the team, and what the key position battles are. My first article was probably the most boring. It's the quarterbacks, and I think we all know how the hierarchy goes at quarterback. You've got Kirk Cousins leading the way, Trevor Simeon, probably the clear backup. I think the the most exciting thing, though, is Kyle Sloter. Watching him in the preseason, the second halves of preseason games will be a lot of fun because Vikings fans have just been captivated by this enigma, Kyle Sloter, without really seeing him play in a game. To me, Trevor Simeon's in the last year of his deal. I think Simeon is the bridge to Sloter becoming the backup next year. I think if Sloter impresses and physically he has the tools, he's only going to get better with more development. He's only played the position for two years, essentially. Sloter is an energizing piece. And unfortunately for Sloter, his ceiling is stifled in Minnesota because of the presence of Cousins, like a barring injury. He probably doesn't have an opening to become a Vikings starting quarterback, but he can make a name for himself in the preseason, and that can lead to a backup job. And when you get elevated to backup, that can open doors for your career. And then there's the fourth guy on the list, Peter Pujols, out of Holy Cross. Fun prospect. Probably doesn't make the Vikings, but I like it more than the typical Big Ten, UDFA, the James Vandenberg, Wes Lunt, Joel Stave, Mitch Leidner. This guy accounted for over 100 touchdowns in college. He's super athletic. Really good FCS quarterback. The Vikings seem to like those small school guys. Taylor Heineke, Old Dominion, Kyle Sloter, Northern Colorado, Pujols, Holy Cross. But the position battle series at zonecoverage.com will be breaking down the various position battles, and it'll get more and more interesting as we go through each position. Check that out, zonecoverage.com. That's Locked on Vikings for the day. My name's Sam Ekstrom. Thanks a ton for listening to the show. You can subscribe on iTunes and visit LockedOnVikings.com, a FanRag Sports affiliate. Talk to you soon. Hey, sports fans. My name's Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the Locked On NBA Network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. 
From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer, to the possibility that all-star snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. Tune into Locked On Wolves daily, Monday through Friday. I'm Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.